Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Subtle Storm, where we talk about the human experience and the beautiful dilemma of the weathering that it truly is, and all of its beautiful capacity. And today, we're going to really be talking about humanity um, in regards to death. And I want to give a trigger warning to anybody who's maybe grieving at this time or who's experienced, you know, some grievances recently or is just in a maybe more difficult place presently. Maybe check in with yourself before listening to this podcast. Um, It might be a little bit more blunt. It may be hard to hear. It may be challenging your own views and perspectives and... um, Just be mindful of where you're at before you allow yourself to gain different perspectives or venture into that mindset. So now that that's been said, um, we're really going to talk today about the concept of death around or the concept of death when you're in a relationship. Um, Moreover, when you're in a relationship, but we're also going to kind of touch on um, friendships um, and other more like more intimate thing, intimate relationships in that regard. And I've talked about death on this channel before, and honestly, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And I, th- everyone always thinks it's funny or it's morbid. One of the two. <laughs> I I think it's ironic. Um, my previous career path was actually going into forensics pathology, which is working with the dead in some sense. So it's quite a familiar topic for me, and I think that it's usually more taboo than it is innately for me in my mind. Um, And I want to be able to kind of venture into changing that narrative in some senses where it's, you know, possible. I think we hold such a, like, tight perspective on what death is and but at the same time there's so much space and room to allow yourself to grieve and to feel all the emotions that that does innately cause um because it is a humanizing experience and I think that's what makes it scary um again I have a whole episode on death I'm just gonna kind of go into like what my perspectives on it a little bit are, just so you have a premise, um, so you're not just, like, being blindsided by the things that I'm gonna say, so you kind of get a gist of, you know, where I'm at with this, but, um, yeah, I think that part of the challenges that we face as humans with death is the fact that it's, you know, not a part of our our waking lives, or we don't consider it part of our waking lives, but in reality, it really, it is, you know, death is actually around us constantly, consistently. We're constantly witnessing, you know, plants that are dying, um, animals, you know, you drive past an animal on the side of the road dead, and, you know, we think nothing of it aside from, oh, wow, that's, you know, that stinks. Or, you know, even we hear of, you know, farther relatives who have had friends pass away, or, you know, things that seem so distant from us. So, it just seems so hard to connect with it or, you know, we just, or become normalized in a sense in our minds. So we don't actually like internalize it as a normal experience. I mean, or it is like as a, a part of humanity, if that makes sense. Like it's normal in our minds subconsciously. 
um, to experience it, but it's not actually intaked because of the way that I think society views death, um, which is more on the, like, the end of life and a horrible, horrible thing to happen and, you know, to fear it, to have all of these, you know, I think so in a lot of ways society sets us up to have these emotions around it, like, um, you know, fearing death and, you know, being scared of it, same thing, <laughs> having an anxiety around how you're going to die and all these different things. But in, you know, native cultures and in other cultures, they honor that, like, especially Hispanic culture, you know, honoring the dead and recognizing that it is a part of life. You know, we are constantly in, the way that we live is in acknowledgement of the fact that we can die at any time. But I think, you know, that that slips our mind because of these things. So what I try to invite in that regard, and it's alongside, in a sense, to non-duality and a non-attachment of, you know, allowing yourself to exist as a immortal, or as a, <laughs> not immortal, as a mortal human being who has a possibility of death at any given time, um, and of course, if you have trust in your intuition, you may be able to like, you know, sense that when that, or will, when or will that happen? Maybe not, but you know, given a sense like, oh, well, I wake up today and have the whole day, you know, I, I don't know. It's, that's some witchy stuff that we don't have to, we don't have that, we don't have to get into, but <laughs> either way, but going back to this premise of death can really truly happen at any time with ourselves you know once we kind of step into that it is it is a form of non-attachment of you know not attaching yourselves to not touching yourself to the life that you live or you know in this physical realm or at least an acknowledgement of our energetic potential and existence in other realms or you know for lack thereof in this at whatever time that means if that makes sense but while also still living a human life and while still living a normal life as if that wasn't the case. And the, <laughs> it sounds so contradictory, but it kind of is. And, you know, I feel like in some ways death is kind of innately an oxymoron, um, or at least in the way that we view it in modern society, especially in Western culture. Um, there's just so many things set up for it that, lead us to these differing pathways of thinking. Um, again, going into the concept of non-attachment, we recognize, when we really look at it in this way, you know, I think that also there's a healthy attachment to life and to the way that we live in regards to death. And I can get into that later as well. But I think it invites our minds to recognize our lives as finite yet infinite at the same time like we and and this really depends on your perception of what death is um and again i'm gonna go into what you know this is this is absolutely my perspective of this concept and you absolutely don't have to have the same views and in no way am i trying to impose that on you i'm simply inviting a new perspective so I hope that you have the ears to continue to listen. But yeah, so I think that, you know, it really can show us that we are, you know, able to 
not exist at any moment (laughs) and to also experience every moment for the moment that it is i think it really amplifies life to be aware of death and that's kind of where i'm going with this and this whole concept leads me to say that you know by recognizing this of ourselves we also recognize this of other people in our lives that we have attachments to Sorry, my chairs are just squeaking all over the place. Anyway, yeah, we recognize this of the people that we interact with and that we care about and that we've developed attachments to. Um, And I always want to affirm when I'm talking about non-attachment and that I think primarily for my own sake because I had an intense period of, you know, following into non-attachment styles very, very seriously and got kind of clouded within that. When I say non-attachment, you know, I think that there are, it's not to say that you have to detach literally or emotionally from these things. It's really to create a healthy and aware attachment towards a thing and to also acknowledge that it's, you know, conditional, not always not conditional, but um, it's a fluid and fluctuating thing as, as is life and can come and can go and you accept the nature of the come and can go, if that makes sense. So it's not that you're attaching or not disattaching, it's that you accept the, you know, fluidity and um, movemental nature of life in object or personal person form, if that makes sense. Um, And that's really, you know, the biggest premise of what I'm relaying is, you know, I think a portion, we we have these, like, I want to call them soul contracts in a sense when we get into relationships and friendship dynamics and even family dynamics, there's like an unwritten acknowledged rule or like contract of, you know, I acknowledge that loving you or appreciating you and caring for you can also come at a cost. Um, not even the cost, but, you know, there is always this potential for, um, death in a sense for this we are humans and this does happen and you know it also is the potential for hurt and you know all of those other things or potential for separation or emotional separation if that makes sense you know there's these unwritten rules and acknowledgments of like you know because we're human and we're interacting in the type of relationship that we understand the consequences or not even consequences the like possibilities that can arise from venturing into this relationship and also acknowledges the possibilities of all these beautiful times and memories and happy experiences but you know we're going into death right now and so I think you know we have the acknowledgement of you know this person could die at any time and I have to be you know aware that this is a possibility And I think innately, we also are just understanding of this as humanity again, but subconsciously, I think that there's so much around what death is in humanity or in society that we get clouded in that instead of acknowledging the fluidity of human nature and of relationships. And death in in this case scenario can be literal and physical, or it could be symbolic and emotional, you know, so we also acknowledge, especially in relationships that, you know, the unwritten rule, or verbalized rule, or not even rule, but like, you know, um, 
point in your relationship agreement in a sense is that there is always a possibility for separation or for it not to go the way that it was planned and you kind of subconsciously accept this when you accept a commitment of a sort into a relationship and of course it's only when we are extremely unaware of this when we're in trauma bonds and or when we're like hyper attaching etc which I think is also a trauma bond when these emotions in regards to these grievances I think especially more so on the emotional side um not necessarily like um physical death but you know separation and things like that where those emotions become incredibly um difficult and over encompassing or you know all-encompassing and extremely extremely difficult to navigating almost like personally life-threatening in those moments or you know um self-invalidating because you know especially of those attachment wounds in those regards but I think what I'm trying to instill here in a sense is that you know if we understand these unwritten rules of relationships in this sense we can also acknowledge these things so that we can like prepare ourselves for the inevitable or for potential you know we all die we all are going to die <laughs> and it's a, it's a harsh reality to acknowledge and even here i think and but it's also something that we need to talk about you know i think especially i remember in high school where they would um emphasize uh, making a will when you you know as early as possible and doing all these things to prepare for death as soon as possible and I was always on board but I would witness everybody else you know have a really hard time talking about that um you know it's a similar premise where I think it's extremely necessary to talk about these things or to at least acknowledge its existence and the you know fluidity of life or you know the unpredictable you know experiences in life if that makes sense. And that makes so many people uncomfortable. And I, one of them, at least the uncon unpredictable and uncontrollable aspects of life. But that's also part of healing, I think, is to acknowledge that that is what we have to experience as human beings in a, you know, mortal world, you know. But it's also to make more room for the emotions that come in regard to that and to allow more space for that to be lovingly and healthily processed within the acknowledgement of it's still okay. It is still okay and you're going to be okay because this is life. Um, but that's also not to, you know, again, it's not to diverge from the emotions by saying, oh, this is life and it's fine, you have to deal with it. In no way, shape, or form is that what I'm saying. It's more so the acknowledgement that death is also a part of a relationship. <laughs> and I think that's probably what I'm going to title this podcast because it really is. Death is absolutely a part of every relationship that we encounter. And it's so tricky to talk about that. Um, but how, you know, I, I, I invite you to ask yourself, how can we make death a more comfortable topic to explore within ourselves and within our relationships? Because it's, you know, present in our lives <laughs> and how can we cherish the moments in our relationships more deeper by having these conversations and you know how can we value our time with self in that regard and time with other loved ones and also continually practicing that that sense of non-attachment 
where, you know, we're accepting the fluidity of life and accepting, and, you know, just because, I want to also acknowledge that just because you're accepting something doesn't mean that it doesn't still hurt or that it's not still painful. And of course, I'm leaving room here for grief and for death in all aspects and, you know, separation to be incredibly, incredibly difficult and an entirely different set of emotions than I think that we, you know, encounter on a daily basis, but also could be, you know, roots of deeper emotions um, coming out. And I think, you know, those harder things to experience in life are always the most um, healing and, you know, growth growth producing experiences. So, you know, especially, and also with that in mind, in this regard is keeping in mind, you know, our, our relationship to growth in difficult situations and in challenging mindsets is really how we approach situations and how we approach life, and yeah, (laughs) y'all know what I'm trying to say, I'm just going to keep walking in circles, but I, I am very curious to hear, um, the differing opinions, and I said this last week, please feel free to message me, I love to conversate about these things, and know everybody else's different opinions, because I'm sure that we all hold different or even micro differences in these topics and, and acknowledgements. And I'm happy to hear and converse about your perspective or be challenged even. Like, I'm, I, please, DM me, email me, whatever it is. Um, yeah, feel, feel free. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And I pray that you allow space for death to exist in your life to lovingly remind ourselves that just because, well, yeah, going back to one quick acknowledgement, um, at least in my perspective, I don't think death is ever, ever the end. Um, I think energetically, if we were to think about, you know, I think it would make sense scientifically, you know, there is the, um, the rule, I can't remember what it's called, what exactly it's called, but, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed, and literally and physically, metaphorically, metaphysically, we are energy sources, so when we die, our energy does go somewhere in some sense, and I have no desire at this point in life to try and understand what that is and what that looks like. I will be shown that when that time is near or not you know, whatever that, that's my personal acceptance of that type of, you know, understanding of life is, you know, it will show me when I'm time, when it's my time and when I'm ready. Um, you know, (laughs) I think psychedelic experiences that I've had could have shown that to me possibly, but who knows? Um, I firmly disbelieve that it is ever the end fully. Um, and I think, that acknowledgement also can bring so much empowerment into the concept of death that, you know, there is some, there is, it's going somewhere and the energy still exists in some type of atmosphere and can still connect with you. And yeah, especially when it comes to partnerships, I can, I can imagine that it would be an incredibly difficult experience. Um, 
I am in no way trying, but another affirm affirmation. I want never trying to take away from anybody's grief or pain in that regard. And I hold the utmost space for anybody experiencing that. But I simply want to invite more conversations about death and more conversations lovingly and openly about what that experience looks like instead of also making the normalization of what grief looks like is to be in yourself. And, you know, a lot of people I feel like don't have capacity for that that conversation and I think that we absolutely have the power to change that and to be more readily, you know, loving and available to people who are grieving or experiencing that emotion or who are confused about what death means. There's so many emotions that come in regards to death and I think it also changes with the relationship that it was and all these different things and I would love to shift the narrative to be more open and loving towards that topic but yeah anyway again feel free to contact me in some regard I would love to hear from you and thank you (laughs) I love you namaste